dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Using routine data for dementia research. When I first started my job, a long time ago it seems, and then my PhD, ditto, I collected new data, so primary data. I interviewed people living with dementia, carers and health and social care professionals and ran neuropsychological test batteries with people living with dementia. That ranged from asking them to remember different types of doors and people to remembering different length of digits. Only later on in my jobs at UEA and now particularly at the University of Liverpool, I've become very much used to use what already exists. Genius, isn't it? Saves a lot of data collection time. Obviously, we can't just rely on existing databases and routinely collected data. We equally need to research issues newly. But for many larger scale understandings, such as how often people go to hospital and why, or how many people get a diagnosis of dementia and enter a care home, to be very simplistic, we can utilize routine or cohort data. Cohorts like the English Longitudinal Study of Aging, or ELSA, have been specifically designed to collect specific types of information on a regular basis from the same participants. This allows to recognize trends and changes over time. The only downside can be the costs and staffing involved in ensuring that data can be collected on a regular basis, which is why it's not so easy to set up effective cohorts. Plus, many participants might not wish to continue at some point. Routine data, such as the Hospital Episode Statistics, or HES, collect data automatically, anonymously, and provide a great insight into, in this case, hospital usage. James Watson, fellow dementia researcher blogger, actually looked into how much routine and cohort data sets are utilized in dementia research, specifically when looking at inequalities in care. In his PhD systematic review, he found numerous different databases which have been used across the globe to explore how people with dementia access anti-dementia medication, for example, or enter a care home. Now imagine you can merge different routine datasets together to create some sort of mega dataset. Sounds great, doesn't it? And totally possible. One way of doing that is via the SAIL data bank, secure anonymized data linkage. The SAIL data bank offers the opportunity to link together routinely collected data in Wales such as how often people see their GPs, to where they live, and whether they have a dementia diagnosis. So, I work together with colleagues at Swansea and Edinburgh in using a specific care home database, when people have entered a care home, and a database created by Edinburgh on dementia diagnosis. We explored whether where people live, rural or urban, and whether their socioeconomic background living in more or less disadvantaged neighbourhoods, is associated with a time to care home entry in dementia across Wales. Considering you have data from across Wales at your laptop keyboard fingertips, there are a lot of data you have to manage and sift through and ensure you have the correct data selection rules. For example, by linking all these different databases together, we found that apparently some people received the dementia diagnosis within their first year of life. Clearly, this was a glitch in the system in terms of data entry, but that meant we had to check through the data and ensure these cases, for example, were excluded. Not such a big deal, though, as we still included nearly 35,000 people living with dementia, 
who had entered a care home in Wales between 2000 and 2018. That's another benefit of using linked routine data, the power you get from those large numbers. After a lot of managing the data, running the analysis seems more or less straightforward. In particular, we showed that living in more disadvantaged neighbourhoods and in rural regions is associated with a slower rate of care home entry. So people took longer to enter a care home. People with dementia who lived alone, were older and more frail, entered a care home faster. As I said, routine and cohort data can't answer all of our questions, but it's definitely a great way to complement your research. Dementia Researcher with a blogger narrating.